Welcome to A Love Worth Dying For, a podcast about the triumphs, challenges, and redemption of marriage and family life from a biblical worldview. We hope to challenge and help you cultivate a love of family truly worth dying for. We're Joseph and Janelle Banks, and this is What's Up. How's it going? This is Joseph and Janelle Banks, and this is the Love Worth Dying For podcast. And with this episode, we're going to discuss how to serve the Lord in family worship. We know that in some of the times we're living in, that one of the things which is going to be a benefit for families is having family worship. This is something which Janelle and I were trying to get better implementing in our home. Not only just taking your family to church, but having some time at home during the week where you can have concentrated or consecrated um, time of of, um, honoring God, um, teaching his word, um, singing songs to the Lord, um, answering questions meditating on his word all these things that involve worship and um because some people think of worship as kind of like an opposite of praise like praise is is is, is kind of like singing and stuff and then worship is kind of yeah. like just so most people think about worship kind of like that segment during the worship service right um right. and not really seeing the worship within the whole thing or the whole life i guess right, the whole look, life. we think more of like worship music um, right rather than yeah. all of your life is a is a is a is an act of worship um everything that you do yeah. as, I, as i sometimes when i pray i say everything you do think or say Mm. So all aspects of life are forms of worship. So mm. the kind of question we want to ask is like, does the Bible tell us um, uh, how to have family worship or if we should have family worship? And, you know, it's something which Janelle, I think she even asked me, you know, does, what, what does the Bible say? Does the Bible actually tell us to have family worship? Well, it doesn't really say in those terms, like, hey, you know, thou shalt have family worship or something like that. But we know that the Bible has a few verses which kind of go over um, family integrated into into rearing um, your family up in the ways of the Lord. Right. Um, I think one we went over kind of discussing was Deuteronomy 6. What was the verses again? Verses, uh, I think it was... Uh, four, four through eight. Yeah, four through eight. Where it's talking about, you know, um, that... That um that as your children are being raised, that wherever you go, that they're going to be raised in the in the ways of the Lord, and that's one of the verses I think Janelle's looking for. But there's another verse in Joshua. Oh, I can read that one. Okay, Deuteronomy six, six, um, four through eight. It says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God; the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart." and with all your soul, and with all your might. Mm -hmm. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons, Mm -hmm. and shall talk on them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, 
and when you lie down and when you rise up you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on the for on your forehead you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so then you know that all aspects of your life may be taught and instructed to your family so that they'll know these things and it's yeah. given the imagery of these things even be written down um no matter where you are from the front of your home to but it kind of also just kind of let you know like the everyday life is an act of worship from when you wake and, up to when you go to sleep um and and teaching your children being intentional about what you're doing um as far as the teaching and the training up of your children right so and you know and also let me go back to Joshua 24:15 um 15 okay it says if it is a dis- it says if it is a disagreement in your sight to serve the lord choose for yourselves today whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served which were beyond the river or the gods of the amorites in whose land you are living but as for me and my house we will serve the lord and that's kind of like a popular saying from Christians is as for me and my house we will serve the Lord where this is where it's coming from where it's saying hey you can go over there and serve those gods or the people what they believe over there <coughs> or you can go over there and serve what those gods are over in that land but as for me and my house we're going to serve the Lord God the one who is the creator and the one who made all of life and that we are created in this image so that's <coughs> excuse me oh, um, get you some water thank you babe <laughs> that is what um, we want to focus on when it comes to um, worship that we'll have um, an understanding of what it is and what we're supposed to do in worship and so we kind of went over like what it is um, now well, I think when we think about what it is, so it's an act of reverence. Right. So we're revering God in all that we do. And we do that because of who he is and him being worthy of that. Um, the glory and the praise. That glory and praise and worship. Right, because. Respect you, and honor. When when we think about worship, especially as a Christian family, specifically speaking to Christian families. We want to be intentional about how we are living our lives before our spouses and our children. And if we're being intentional about that, the most important thing we can be intentional about is um, how we worship God, how we magnify God, how do we make God the most in the in the and and the greatest in our lives mm-hmm. in all that we do yeah. and that's something we want our children to see in us so you have to make more mo- make more um make most about him you need to um, always make sure that you're having conversations about him you want to make sure that you're praying you want to make sure that you're reading your word make sure you're discussing and meditating on the word mm-hmm. making sure that that's ingrained in you so that when you leave the house, leave your family, that it'll always be there with you. So 
I guess a lot of people would say, well, hey, I'm already praying. I'm already reading my word. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is family worship specifically something we should do, especially since those words aren't necessarily... um, Stated in, stated in the scripture mm-hmm. I guess you say it's more implied Right and I think some people And I guess different people will have their different Interpretations Some would take that Deuteronomy 5 And even at Joshua 24 And say those are actually More of Commands of hey this is how You should raise your, your family mm-hmm. So it's, it's how you interpret the scripture and of course that's very important is how we will interpret scripture to make sure that we are exegeting the scriptures properly mm-hmm. and not reading into them or or putting our own thoughts into the scriptures when we should be reading it for what it is um, as we know the Bible doesn't discuss worship as we would in the modern day Right. in the modern day we think of worship in, in certain ways but we I think when we talk about worship, ultimately it's about glorifying God. Right. It's ultimately about making most of Him, um, lifting Him up, um, exalting Him, um, giving our all to Him in our in our word and deed. Mm-hmm. So that means every part of our life should be Christ-centered and should be a life that is is making, um, you know, making Him. Uh, the greatest in our hearts and in our minds and our thoughts and in the way we teach our children so they can make him great in their minds and their hearts and their thoughts so no matter what we do whether we're singing whether we're we're playing whether we're reading all those things will be done to the glory of God so what would you say is the most important thing to family worship there's a lot of different facets the most important thing well I think first we gotta look at what what are the kind of components of family worship what they could be um, we know that prayer is one of the most essential parts of life as a Christian so that's part right. should always be part of family worship um, the Bible is the centerpiece of family worship because it tells us all we need to know about our faith about who God is who we are and it is essential for family worship is having the scriptures Um, a part of worship is uh, singing we we know even the book of the Psalms is about singing and about giving him praise and and God finds delight in when we sing glorious praise unto him so I think singing is another part in most churches that is something which they do or should I say we do anyways is to sing songs and hymns to the Lord so I think that's a, a, a form of ascent mm-hmm. towards God and to producing beautiful melodies that will that will that will please God. Um, even though I hear about the heavenly choir, I hear about that you know that music is something that went on in, in, in the beginning. So I think that's something that should still incorporate family worship. So I think those three are, I think the main three pillars of family worship. Bible, um, prayer, and the singing of songs unto the Lord. Mm. So, as a wife, I know for us, 
I guess really for every household, even though there's kind of like those main parts or main components that we probably should see at some point in family worship. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm just kind of thinking over our time being married together and, um, you know, I, I think there were some times where no, I felt tips. like, yeah, I felt mm-hmm. like, okay, are we doing this right? You know, is this family worship? Are we doing enough? Right. Um, you know, there were times where I felt like, well, hey, you need to leave. Like, right. you need to be kind of planning this out. And, and um, I do feel like if there if there's a family with husband and wife and you have children or if it's just you, you and your spouse, I believe that men should lead, the husband should lead. Um, even the Bible says, you know, um, that, you know, for husbands to love their wives as Christ loved the church. And one thing he did for the church is he's the head of the church. That he's the one who's in, who, who leads the church. And we should be, if we're the head of our wives, we should lead our wives. And one way they should be is in worship, however you devise that. And that's probably the question, you know, how should family worship look? Mm-hmm. And there's so many different ways it can look. Right. I think it, it looks different, you know, also whether it's just you and your spouse, mm-hmm. you know, whether you have a child or kids, young kids, uh, a mix of age, which is kind of how we have now, right. you know. Um, so really, I guess it, it, it really kind of depends on where you're at in life because family worship may look one way when you know your kids are younger right um and it may look different as they grow or as you have a mixed age Mm -hmm. of kids and you gotta be willing to to change up with the different dynamics that may change in your life Mm -hmm. but i think it it, it, you should start somewhere right and i think that's that was kind of like I guess a very difficult in the beginning for us because it's like I it's not something which my family had like we didn't have family worship I think sometimes my dad wanted to do some things but we never really settled for having family worship as um, we're kind of outlining here mm-hmm. and I guess that made it difficult for me to decide how I want to do it because I did feel like I wanted to have some form of home worship or family worship but mm-hmm. how was that going to look I didn't know right and I'm still we're, we're kind of uh, a loose-knit family we kind of do things on the fly we're kind of we're creative though so well I think you're more of a fly type than I am I think yeah, I Gina's like to more have of a <laughs> write down things and kind of things kind of she likes to have things more. And but that's that not a, a wrong thing to No, no, it's, it's a good thing. Um, and good actually, thing. the Bible does tell us to plan and prepare. But I think the one thing we want to think about with family worship is we don't want it to be a chore. Because I think we mentioned before is the attitude behind worship should be an attitude of reverence to God. We should have joy. Um, we should have glad, gladness in our spirits. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when we maybe plan so much and of course, if you are at different stages in life and with children at different ages and just different things, health and jobs and other things that are part of our lives, um, 
we need to be able to be wise about, okay, if we're having family worship, you know, how much time we're going to have it, you know, mm-hmm. when are we going to have it? You know, is it going to mm-hmm. be like around dinner time, you know, a little bit before that? Is it going to be on Sundays, Saturdays, right. in the evening? Are we going to have it more than once a week? Um, is it going to look different on different days and times? You know, like some people, the family is not always together during the week. Like you have people that are in the military, some people that are truck drivers, some people that have evening shift, day shifts, and people that are believers have all these different um, lifestyles, but, um, well, I shouldn't say necessarily lifestyles, but their um life is different as far as their scheduling and things like that but just knowing that you can still make time to have family worship with your family even if some days it's just about prayer and then talking about who god is or some days maybe okay we're actually reading some passages and we're discussing and we're memorizing and um you know a lot of times asking and answering questions i remember when you know it was just you and i before our kids were born and you know we would be discussing and i would ask questions and things like that so um i think it's a good time because even sometimes the husband or the dad might have questions himself you know i i think Sometimes people feel like, well, maybe I'm not prepared enough to lead my family in family worship. And um, I think that could be... um, It could be intimidating. Yeah, it could be intimidating. And it could also cause you to never get started on something that could be so helpful and beneficial to your family. Yeah, you have to just... You have to find a place to start and find what... What is the direction you like to go? And like I said, starting small. Mm-hmm. I think if you just start with just praying, praying with your spouse, mm-hmm. and maybe just discussing something. What are y'all? What are what are some issues that you're going through that you or that you want to that you want to talk about? And it can go into parts of maybe. You know, Janelle mentioned this about us. Maybe you know, going through the Bible, like going through those Bible plans, or reading the scriptures. Right. Um, yeah. There's so much out there on the internet that, you know, really all you got to do is take a little time and put in a search and you can find a Bible study if that's kind of the direction you want to go in. Mm-hmm. You could find a reading plan where it's already laid out. You know exactly what you're going to read and what day or week you're going to read it on. Um, so it's, it's so many helps out there, I think, especially having the internet. So you don't even have to buy like a book at times sometimes it's just hey getting your bible and going in there and just reading and i think it brings so much value to to your life because the word in itself is there for um you know edifying us and teaching us about who god is and about our own nature like reading through the bible right now like from you know well i'm going through a bible reading plan so it didn't necessarily go from genesis to revelation but it went from like old testament new testament and then like psalms and um some other books like that but 
I'm just really, really on this time around reading through, just seeing like just the depravity of man. And it's just, I'm so grieved by it. But then it's like a reality of like, wow, this is how God sees us in our sin. And it's just, it's disgusting. It's, you know, but sometimes we don't see that when we are in our sin or even sometimes when others are in our sin some and even i saw someone um, wrote something online that how it's like we're getting so desensitized to a lot of things right and like i said when you having these bible studies you can be as formal or as informal as you want right you have to decide how you want to do it you can have it in your home have it in an office you can have it um outside of the home you can have it in your van or a car if you you know if you're like on well, a always, trip if you're, or... always, if you're always traveling you can have it in those type of situations so it's the the, the place is not the 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 case um the case and also when you have it is not really the case you just need to find a time that's good for you right. that it will be a time where y'all can be together and have quality time just in the Lord. In, in, in the mm. Lord. So it's, it's it's about just making the time. I would say, though, although the time is not that important, I think having consistency, because a lot of times we could say, okay, we're going to do this. And but if, if, if we don't actually set a schedule, and I know this for other things too, so that's looking at family worship time. If you don't actually make a point, to say yes we're going to do it at this time and of course things happen um you know protecting that family worship time like you do other times or other um special things in life is very important because i think it's going to show your kids that family worship is important this time that my um parents take to be more direct um and more in intentional and probably having a little bit more time than maybe when you're just kind of going around the house because I know we try to take every opportunity to teach our kids when something happens but there has to be some teaching and training before things happen so that there's kind of like a foundation to build off of as you have discussions and I think for us it's good that we homeschool because a part of our homeschool incorporates, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Bible and a lot of the texts that we use. So even for things like science and history, we're going through and seeing just how um, throughout history and even in science, how God is always there and mm-hmm. how everything relates back to him and who he is as as the creator. Right. So you always want to be able to take that time and, and make sure that it's it's a, a time that you blot off and you you a lot for that that you can have with your family or if you it's just you and your spouse with your spouse and to make it fun, make it maybe make it an exciting time because mm-hmm. it is a time where you're actually are are really getting an end for the Lord and really Right. Um, developing your relationship with the Lord as you're developing with yourself because it's going to build um, you and your spouse together and as you know mentioned before it's going to help with the children so when they get older over seeing that in your home that'll be something which they'll want to do in their home when they become parents right so 
So okay. I guess kind of looking back at the the main parts, I know just kind of going in over some things like what do we do normally for prayer? What, mm-hmm. what would you you know say to our audience or some ways that we um, do prayer during our time together? Well, for one, we try and let our kids pray. Try and ask them if they would like to pray. Right. Um, a lot of times I would lead or Janelle would ask me to lead. Um, I would ask her to lead some lead sometimes. Um, but we try and try and switch it up. But we want our kids to be able to be involved in it. So we always ask them mm-hmm. to pray. Um and I would say over time that I've noticed that some of our more reluctant to pray children now volunteer. Right. Um at this point all of them um volunteer to pray. And I just see that as a blessing and just a testament to God and his faithfulness that he alone will save our kids. And it's only through his word and them hearing his word that they're going to come to a point of, um, you know, admitting who they are, being depraved and in sin and needing of a savior. And right. I just praise him for that, that, and also for us being faithful in just saying, like, hey, we're still going to pray. We're still going to ask if anyone wants to pray. And a lot of times if they say it, at the time when they used to say, oh, I don't want to pray, um, you know, I would say, well, is there something you could thank God for? Because sometimes we, a lot of kids think prayer and even adults think prayer is only about asking, asking for God, something. Right. But it's like, mm-hmm. hey, we got to give him praise, too, in our prayer. And a lot of times they're willing to say, you know, thank God for food or my parents or toys or whatever they said at that time. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely want to involve the family. You know, make sure that, especially for prayer, that uh, it doesn't matter how you situate it, that you make sure that's a, a focal point. And when you have your scripture, making sure that it's, it's, um, but we use NASB or ESV. Really mm-hmm. doesn't matter what kind. There are right. some that are a little bit that are better when it comes to Bible study and teaching than others. Right. Um, but I would say one of the ones that those that are pretty more solid, that are more word for word, um, Bible study tools or books like NASB and ESV and the New King James and the the Holcomb Standard Bible. There's a few other solid translations right. that would be good for a Bible study or, or a worship um, for the family. And, and yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna just interject and say we have used children Bibles too. Mm. Um, you know, for people with young children um, in particular. But the one thing I like to do, even when I um, teach with the young children at church. I remember the lady that, um, you know, discipled me in doing that. She would always say, show them the actual Bible and mm-hmm. show them where the, the text is located. Even if you read, um, from a children's Bible, because you don't want just the kids thinking, Oh, this is just a story. Right. Um, versus like, this is the actual word of God. We may be reading it in a different format. Mm-hmm. Um, just for their age appropriateness. But even just knowing that even younger kids are, you know, they're interested in seeing what's in the Bible because 
if you notice most young kids they want to be into whatever the older people are doing right. um and just pointing to the words and showing them letting them touch it um you know it's a start it's it's eventually those kids same kids are going to be reading from those bibles and it's um it's a good thing to start sooner than later right. with getting them used to going to the word of god right and you know the other pillar we kind of mentioned about with songs we would say this songs of ascent um mm-hmm. we do hymns spiritual oh, yeah. songs i know janela i've heard of would hear her when she's teaching kids about bible hear her singing songs and we put on music there's different things you can do i would just say just make sure they're they're god glorifying right and, right um yeah. because the kids listen you know i remember even times when our daughter would say you know that didn't sound quite right or whatever or they'll be ask questions right. which is a good thing that means that they're listening yeah. that it's not and like that their ears are becoming more attuned attuned and i guess when you think about discernment is like part of it is you have to have some level of knowledge and then from there you start you know going through experiences and you're trying to make you know some kind of judgment on right. what's going on and you know what better way than to have them go through the word and be able to live life and make decisions or ask questions based on what they've been learning right true so in conclusion um, i guess there's a few things we would like to charge for both men and women to do when it comes to family worship and right. how would you um how would you charge the women okay so my charge to women is that um if your family is not currently doing some type of family worship um that you would just be um praying earnestly about it mm-hmm. um that you'll be praying for your husband to lead in that area um just knowing that god is faithful and you know anytime we're praying for the will of god because it is for god's will that husbands will lead wives in the word of god um so knowing that god will answer those now when he answered those um that's in his timing but just being faithful to praying um is a good way to start uh also praying about how you can help your husband mm-hmm. um that's that's very important because as wives we are supposed to be there to help our husbands and even though god has called him for a task um he's also called us to be there as a support and a help so even while you're praying you need to be talking to your spouse don't just assume your spouse knows exactly what they're they're that you're expecting um if you're not doing family worship or your spouse might believe that the time you're already spending is family worship so mm-hmm. really just having a conversation about you know what is family worship how is it different from the corporate worship that you do at church mm-hmm. um and and just being able to understand his role by just going to the word of god to see his role in washing you as his wife but also training up uh your children it's not just a mom's task to train up the children um but it's also the task of both parents and um just being there to encourage your husbands cuz some husbands feel like 
well, I'm not adequate to do this. And um, they need that encouragement. Mm -hmm. They need that support, whether it's you telling him, hey, I'll start off with praying or I'll start off with singing a song and then you lead us into the word, maybe even picking out a scripture mm -hmm. until he gets into the feel of things. Because I think we sometimes assume that it seems like because the man is called to lead that he's more um, spiritually mature, but that may not be the case right. in everyone's um, marriage. However, the prayer would be that he will grow and that you will grow as well. Um, and God is faithful to grow those who he has called. So those are my charges to you ladies. Right. And um, for the men, charges to be a spiritual leader. And sometimes you may need to get a role model for yourself. You may need to look to men in the church or men who you admire, who are men of God, who you could ask about being a spiritual leader and hopefully you know, that may not always be your father, um, your biological father, but it may be a spiritual father or uh, somebody in the church, an elder in the church or, or a friend of the family who you see doing it well. Someone you can always ask questions and try to pick pick um, some good information from them on how you can be a better spiritual leader in your home. Also, make sure to pray for and with your wife. That's something that is very important. Prayer is the most important thing you can do for your spouse and for your family, especially when it deals with family worship. Um, the Bible says, for, like I mentioned earlier, the, for the husbands to love your wife as Christ did the church and he was willing to die and lay down his life for the church. So you should be willing to do that for your wife to make sure that she is um, definitely um, uh, uh, secure in the word of God and make sure that you're taking care of her with the word and because it's, 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 a, it's a form of protection itself when you have your um, life surrounded by the word of God and, and inundated and, and, and totally um, encapsulated with the word and everything that God has to say. So we got to make sure that you are giving her the word as Christ has given the church and to make sure that she's um, protected in areas of the word. And lastly, kind of going along with that is um, my wife, wife always tell me, you know, I want to be watered with the word, water me the word. So, you know, <laughs> definitely water her um, and your children with the word of God, making sure they are knowledgeable. And like Janelle said, if you're not as knowledgeable of the scriptures as your, your spouse, then take the time to read the scriptures with them, you know, so you can get to know them, you know. Read them from the Old Testament or read from the New Testament or a com combination of both mm -hmm. until you and, 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 and then pray that God will strengthen you in the word, that he will strengthen you as a leader and help you to become the worship leader of your home. Mm -hmm. But you have to be something that you desire to do. Right. And sometimes it's, it's very difficult because there's so many other things going on in the world that you want to do and things you want to be a part of. But you definitely should desire to be a part of your um, family's life, especially when it deals with the spiritual matriculation of your family, from mm -hmm. your wife to your children. And as long as you just take the steps that you need to take, as long as you have the heart, the desire mm -hmm. to want to do it, and as long as you communicate with your spouse about it, um, like I said, it doesn't have to be something formal, it could be just something informal, 
that you do once a week. You got to start sometimes, start somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's not like something to be like an everyday thing. Some people do it every day, and God bless them. But then if you can find a where you can just just start off with just one day a week, um, just discussing and it doesn't things. have to be long. No, it don't have to be long. Not Five, be long. If you do it every day, it could be like fifteen to ten minutes. Yeah, just but just making sure that you take the time. And it's so it. worth to take the time. It's so worth it. Um, you and know, it's a very it's a the thing where your wife would definitely appreciate it. I think a wife seeing her husband taking charge spiritually is something that is it, it's, it's going to um, um, enhance your relationship. Definitely enhance it, <laughs> and it, it's it's just as intimate as as making love to your wife. Right. And I think it's something where she sees, hey, it's more than just, hey, you want to make money for the family or he just wants to be a protector physically of the family. Right. But know that he's trying to protect us spiritually. Right. And that's right. something that wives will definitely appreciate. And I think it's something which. And um, even your children, because even thinking how you taught back to when you were growing up, realizing that one day our, your kids are going to be grown up. And what, what would they say about the life they experience as far as um, their spiritual growth were they able to get what they needed from their parents because even if you take them to church every week or twice a week that's still not um, you know sufficient and you are the first teachers right you are the first teacher and they will remember that experience and prayerfully it will be a joyful um, memory that they can share and take on with them even when they experience times where you know they may not be quite on track mm-hmm. um, in the faith but uh, God is faithful in using those things in um, bringing people to himself his word is important for that right. um, prayer fervent prayer is definitely important for that and um you know, it's just a joy, I think, for me, and I think even for our kids, just singing songs um, to God. And I pray that even in the songs, that's why it's important you choose certain types of songs and not just any song that's, uh, you know, that right. people may say is a um, Christian, Christian song. song, but songs that really speak to who God is, how He's magnificent and majestic and power holy right. um just gracious loving um i guess i'll just kind of add in there with uh, about the songs it doesn't only have to be like a a hymnal song because i know even just when i read through some of the psalms or different parts of the bible and i know you're really into rap christian rap mm-hmm. I see where certain people get their lyrics because then I start kind of like rhythmically reading those parts because right. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I know this. Right. But I think that's the beauty in just being able to be filled with the um, the word of God just in our everyday lives. Like most of us listen to music and we listen to it probably every day. Just making sure that the music we're listening to is filled with the word of God and praising and reverencing him. Right. So basically, you know, you can do it. There's not a benefit. You can it's, do it's, it. It's something that's going to benefit your family. It's going to benefit you um, personally. And it's going to benefit you and your spouse as a couple mm-hmm. growing up in your home unto the Lord. So just take this, mm-hmm. take the step to do it and you will see the fruits from that. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode of A Love Worth Dying For. 
Uh, make sure to subscribe, share, and like our our, our um, episode on the different podcasting platforms that we have out there. You can also check out our flow page, which will be linked in the show notes that will link you to all of our social media outlets and email. And make sure to check us out for our next episode. And if you haven't, check back at the old episodes. You have a lot of great content, which we feel is beneficial to you. And if you decide to um, contribute to our podcast, you can also um, contribute um, financially to our podcast with a link in our podcast show notes on Anchor. So for a love worth dying for, this is Joseph and Janelle Banks. I hope you all have a great day. God bless. Thank you for listening to a Love Worth Dying For podcast. We hope you were encouraged, educated, and blessed by the show. Hope to see you back again on our next episode. You can check us out on Twitter at Love Worth Dying For or email us at a love worth dying for at gmail.com. So until next time, grace, peace, and love to the glory of God.